Welcome and thanks for joining us on our first podcast. First podcast. We created what we wish were available when we were finding our way. We also wanted to offer to offset miseducation and no education, that no education void regarding uh, uh, personal relationships. Each episode is packed with insight, tools, definitions, and practice. But we always leave the driving to you. I mean, after all, it's your life, it's your relationship, and you know, and you know yourself way better than we do. Mm-hmm. Yep. This episode in particular is about defining what a healthy relationship is, and we give you, we actually give you a definition and a kind of breakdown. Um, and 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 in getting that definition, you also are finding and you're able to, you know, by contrast, know what it isn't, mm-hmm. what a good relationship isn't, and and as we start this journey. You know, we feel like that we, this is the perfect place to start because it's, it's going to help you to claim or reclaim functionality. So enjoy. Enjoy. Episode one, the miseducation of relationships. Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm Elitia. We're the host of When, when Love Works. Works. This podcast is about the real work of relationships. Each episode will focus on the how-tos of building, repairing, and sustaining healthy relationships. Yeah, the goal of the Win Love Works podcast is to provide our listeners with the education, practical techniques, and options to be successful across all their relationships. So So let's let's get get into into it. it. Welcome, welcome. Today we kick off season one, Relationships 101, with our very first episode, The Miseducation of Relationships. Yay! We chose to start the season here because we recognize a gaping void in the relationship skills development. In the U.S. alone, there are over 4,000 universities, and you can find just about any curricula you can dream of. Yet curricula that addresses healthy relationship development make up less than 1% of that number. Less than 1%. 1%. That is a shame, y'all. So you can have five degrees, an associate's, bachelor's, master's, throw in a certificate or two, PhD, doctorate, and still not have the skills and know how to navigate relationships. That's a shame. So it's no wonder why so many relationships succumb to dysfunction and toxicity. Yep. And quite frankly, we felt relationship prep was at least as important Hmm. as career prep. At least. That's the reason we founded When Love Works Coaching, though, to do our part to address this boy. We didn't want to complain. We wanted to stand up in our power and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Because literally, there, there's so much prep given to the prerequisites for finding a career. There, There's mm-hmm. so much prep and attention to the prerequisites for getting even a driver's license. Yet, yep. yet this critical component of life called relationships that we'll all be in, there's no prerequisites. And we got we just got tired of seeing people who we knew really loved each other deeply and genuinely have to part ways simply because they didn't have the tools. But again, where would they have gotten them? In the United States, 4,000 universities and less than 1% have curricula about healthy relationships. Where, where would they have gotten the tools? Yeah. So I want to begin by saying, please give yourselves a break. Yeah, up to this point, mine is that proper education more than likely, you have been navigating relationships in one or two ways. You've depended on, one, 
the trial and error method where you're just in and out of them and seeing which ones work and which ones don't and then trying again. Yeah. Or two, you've been relying on advice and examples from friends and families, media, TV, Hollywood movies, all these other sources. Yeah, you know, and probably most of those family members that you were taking advice from, they were doing the trial and error method themselves. They're just a little further along in the journey than you. Mm-hmm. None of these solutions though are optimal, y'all, because your relationships are unique and require individualized support and care. Yeah. I'll say it again. Unique people require unique solutions and what work for your parents won't be a perfect fit for you and yours. What work for your family members and your friends won't be a perfect fit for you and yours. I promise you. If you aren't in an intimate relationship at this point and you're like, well, um, make no mistake, they're not talking to me. No, no, we are still talking to you because these skills are universal and applicable across all relationship categories. There are four relationship category types. So we're talking to you too. There are families. If you have siblings, family, cousins, grandparents, parents, you're in a relationship. Friendships, that's another relationship category. Colleagues. Even if you say, okay, I'm self-employed, I don't have coworkers, those clients that you interact with, that's a relationship and an intimate relationship. There are four relationship types that you navigate. So make no mistake, we are talking to you. So as part of this uh, re-education around relationships, we would first like to define friendship, the core most functional relationship. A friendship is a mutual exchange of time, energy, support, resources, service, and health. It's a relationship that's based on mutual exchange of time, energy, support, resources, service, and health. And directly opposite to that is a ministry. A ministry is a unidirectional relationship where you pour out energy, support, resources, service, and health, and it isn't reciprocated. Say that again. Um, A ministry is a unidirectional relationship where you pour out energy, support, um, resources, service, and health, and it isn't reciprocated. You can only afford, you can only have as, you know, as many of those as you can actually afford. So why are we sharing this definition? Because particularly this definition helps us to sort out relationships. Not so you can throw people away or anything, but so you can love them right where they are. We've all had friends that weren't very friendly, family that wasn't that familial, and with this definition, you begin, you know, you get to begin with what is. Yeah, definitions are your friend. And as we said at the top of this, we will give you definitions and some practical tools to support you along your journey. So here's your first one. My si- Yeah, and my sister may be my sister, but she still might not be sisterly. And, and you know, and not a great friend. And with that knowledge, you're free to love them in a the space that right where they are without needing them to change one iota. And you aren't expecting anything that hasn't, you know, that has been proven to be outside of their capacity or will to give. Mm, that's key. If they can't or want to, they, they're not gonna give it. Yeah, you become free right at that point. This definition is particularly helpful with people that are dating or courting because they hit the ground with clarity about the bare bones of a friendship. We just saw an article that reported that people on average spend six years in unhappiness. Six years in unhappiness before seeking help. These are years that you'll never get back. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that I think that that's important. When we saw that article, when we saw that headline and say how couples take that long before they say, okay, let's go get some help. I'm like, wow. If they had this definition, yeah, uh, the difference between a healthy relationship and a, a ministry, they would have known. Hey, <laughs> let's get some help a lot earlier. Yeah, I like to believe that they they would you know having this definition that you know. Um, they would have been able to to change that outcome. Yeah. You know, maybe it doesn't go six years; it goes six months. That's yeah. an improvement. Yes, <laughs> I hate for it to even go that long. Yeah. But, but uh, that's the one thing we're not getting back is time. Yeah. Yeah. So please write the definition on your mirror, recite it every day, navigate your life accordingly. If you're in a relationship and it's not mutual, then call it something else. Call it community, a project. Call it a service work. Call it something. But if it's not mutual, please don't call it a relationship. Listen, true story. Definitions are very powerful. Please then make them your friend. They were so powerful in my own life, um, really in thinking about how it helped me shift from dysfunction to help. Because I had really normalized dysfunction growing up the way I did, where I did, and the environment that I grew up in. I'm, I'm from New Orleans, um, born and raised, and, and seeing a lot of dysfunction it just became the norm. So I had normalized this function, whether it was in my intimate relationships, my familiar relationships, and my workplace. It was all normal to me. Therefore, it was no surprise that I was in several toxic intimate relationships, horrible work environments, and had some friendships that weren't friends. But we don't want y'all to suffer. I think about how even a couple um, work environments where I literally had to say, okay, Elitia, you are pouring in all your time, your service, your resources. But in this workplace, you are literally pulling teeth when it comes to getting the support you need to actually be effective. So if you look at the definition, Elitia, it's not mutual. It is uni unilateral. And as a matter of fact, your husband and your family are saying, hey, do you notice you're losing weight? Your hair is falling out. There's something wrong in that relationship. It is not healthy. Listen, we don't want y'all to suffer. We have done so much of the work for you. So each episode, we're going to give you definitions, actionable tools, and a win love works truth trigger so you're not struggling on your own relationship journey. I don't want anyone in the work environment where it's not mutual. It's unilateral. No, get out. Use a definition first, and then we'll support you along that journey. If you have friends, they're not friendly. Look at this definition and just call it what it is. Yeah. This, if you let this, and, and this this definition will liberate you. It it did for me, and it'll give you so much peace. Um, I, when I got to the place where I when I was able to just call call it what it was, all of a sudden I was, I, you know, for me I was lifted out of all of this guilt because I because I felt guilt that uh, that I didn't have friendships with people who um, were quote unquote friends, um, and I didn't feel closeness to them because they were they were they just weren't friends they were they were ministries all they did was take and you know and he, I even had some family um, um, that was that way and when I got to the place where um, I you you know that I adapted this definition and used it in my world it was able to liberate me from this thing and the guilt went with it. And then I was able to love my, my, my family members that much more and my friends that much more. I mean, I'm sorry, my associates that, that much more because I was able to see them for where they were. They, they simply weren't able. They didn't have the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. or the will, like mm-hmm. I said earlier. So, you know, what's more liberating than that? Mm-hmm. Remember the goal, y'all. The goal is to enjoy healthy relationships. There are no awards for suffering. Yeah. There is no first place, second place, third place for suffering through a relationship that you're calling a relationship. You're calling it a friendship when it's really a ministry. There are yeah. no awards for that. Yeah. And we really want you to remind yourself of the goal is to enjoy healthy relationships. Right. This week's true trigger is just a quick way to remember what this episode is about. A quick little bite size. And each week we'll give you a little bite size. So this week the truth trigger is if it ain't mutual, ellipsis, ellipsis. Take that nugget with you throughout the week. If it ain't mutual. Most black and brown people are only a few generations removed from slavery and are still sorting out the dysfunction that came from that brutality. Hmm. We feel that people of color can't afford this disadvantage of, you know, not being able to navigate through, mm-hmm. you know, relate to all the, you know, all the complexity that comes with uh, relationships. We can't afford suffering. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need to be able to navigate family that doesn't behave like family. You need to be able to distinguish when your work climate is toxic. You need to know, I mean, early on, mm-hmm. you need to know when you're a significant other is a ministry and not a friend. <laughs> we need to know these things because when we don't, we are disproportionately affected by this disadvantage, especially as black and brown mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn. Each week, we're going to give you some practice. It's your time to do this week's real work. Here's your weekly practice. Get clear on all your relationships. That's right. That's what you're going to do this week. Are your relationships mutual friendships or are they unidirectional ministries or some sort of community project? Do that work. Get clear. Now, there are a couple ways that you could do this. Now that you know the definition, it's your turn to do an actual assessment on all of your connections. For some of you, you'll be able to do this assessment completely in your head. Yeah, I was. That's the way I would work for me. But um, my wife is a little bit more um, hands-on than I am and more great at admin, so she did it differently. Mm -hmm. For others, if you're like me, you might benefit from a more formal assessment, but this week we want you to get clear on your relationship. So if you like the formal way, this is what I did. I'll just share what I did. First on a sheet of paper, um, I wrote down everyone's name that I'm in relationship with. So that was all the family on one sheet, all the friends on another, all the colleagues, all the partners. Write them out. Write it out. Then you're going to have to add a letter M or a letter U next to each person's name as you determine whether that friendship, that connection is either mutual or unidirectional. Again, refer back to the definition and make sure that you write an M or the letter U next to each person's name. Here's another thing that helped me too. For each M, I use the black ink pen. For each U, I use the red ink pen. And for me, that assessment, that formalized writing it down, was a stark visual for me to see that the ones in red were one directional. Elitia, you're going to have to limit those interactions because they're not giving anything back. No resource, no time, no support, no anything. Yeah. Just name it what it is. And it's, look, yeah, it's right basic accounting. This basic, basic accounting. If you if you got nothing but ministries on your list in your life, they will suck you dry. And 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 I, I want to be real clear when we t- when we're talking about uh, mutual relationships. We're not talking about tit for tat. Mm-hmm. It may may be months and months that you you might be doing everything for your brother, 
And then, you know, and then the following month, your brother might be doing everything for you. So we're not talking about tit for tat. Every time he do something, he does something for me. I got to do something for him. So yeah, I just want to make that real clear. Mutual. Remember the true trigger? If it ain't mutual. Mutual is the key word. Now, after you've labeled each relationship, go back over that list. And for each M, for each letter M you've written, and for each letter U, add the percentage of time and energy support you pour out. Write that in black. And then change that in color right back in red and write in the percentage of time, energy, and support you actually receive. Get that assessment done, whether it's in your head or on paper. Right. Make sure you are doing the work this week of literally writing everyone's name that you are in relationship with. Labeling them with the letter M or the letter U to represent mutual or unilateral. And then assessing a percentage to how much you pour out and how much you receive. That is your real work for this week. Yeah. Now, for, for those of you listening and that sounded like a lot, don't do it that way. Do what works for you, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, I did mine entirely in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has to be customizable for you. Each week, we're going to give you real real life practice uh, tasks, but definitely customize it for you. We're sharing our experiences. Finally, yeah. we want you to sit with that data. After you've done the work, sit with that data all week. That's it. Just sit with it. That's your first practice task is to get clear on all your relationships. Yep, let it liberate you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's our time. That's why we wrote Love Literacy. It's a conscious journey to healthy relationships. Never suffer in silence or struggle in love. Get your copy of Love Literacy. It's available in print, ebook, and the audio book is available right now for pre-order. Get your copy of Love Literacy today. Um, thanks for joining us. Until next time. Bye. Bye. The joy.